find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, the medical medium. You're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week we talk about the most advanced health information out there. It's important to know that because it's decades ahead of what's out there now and anywhere in alternative medicine, conventional medicine, and chronic illness, and chronic illness. And it's important to know because you can work on healing and not have to wait 10, 20, 30 years for answers. We're talking about liver rescue, but we're talking about fatty liver, which is actually in the liver rescue book. This is really important. Fatty liver is a big deal and I want to cover it. Cover it. If you don't think you have fatty liver, think again because there's pre, pre, pre fatty liver, basically fat buildup in the liver over time before it could even be diagnosed. So it's really important to know how it works with fatty liver. So that's where we're really going, going into it. I mean, who has five, 10 years for answers? It's 15 years for answers to wait. I mean, to wait and wait and wait because, you you know, you lose time. And that's the whole thing with chronic illness. People lose time. I mean, there's so many people that were, di- I mean, diagnosed or not diagnosed with so many different conditions, with neurological problems, symptoms, all kinds of different symptoms galore, everything, different diagnoses. And they, you know, they had to go from doctor to doctor to doctor, including with Lyme and multiple sclerosis and getting diagnosed with this and that and Hashimoto's and everything. And all they needed was answers and and I've given answers to people to get them free to escape that whole trap and that merry-go-round of of having to go to everywhere doctor to doctor and going through all these different treatments and everything else there are ways of actually healing there are ways of getting out of that trap and there are ways of getting out of mystery illness there really really is <laughs> tens of thousands and now hundreds of thousands and even close to millions now at this point are getting answers like with the celery juice turning their lives around and with other things that we brought here so the whole point is look there's so much to learn and with fatty liver we got a lot to learn and it's all about liver rescue it's in liver rescue so if you don't have the liver rescue book um, you know, one thing, just, you know, whatever you do, the book is so big and there's so much information in it that you just, you can't get it from the radio show. It's just not going to happen. I could do a string of radio shows and it's not going to happen. So if you can't afford a book for whatever it is, 15, 20 hours or whatever it is, go to, go to the library and uh, take out the book there or whatever you need to do to get one, get one in your hands so you can work on healing. It's so important. So fatty liver is where we are. That's where we're going. So let's start, let's figure it out. So, you know, as we go through life, as we go through life, we eat to survive, and we have we run into like challenging circumstances, and this happens in life. You know, it's it's how it works. So we're under stress, we're under pressure, and it can hold us back from eating healthier foods. I mean, come on, right? You know that. You know that it can hold us back. I mean, from eating healthier foods. Absolutely, we're trying to live. We're living to survive. We end up eating to survive. It's not quite, not everybody has the resources. Not everybody can sit on a boat all summer long. (laughs) You know what I mean? Can sit on a, a yacht all summer long and get meals made for them. It's not everybody can do that, you know? You know, these cute little meals made for them and 
the perfect lean fish and protein and little salads and fruit salads and and all these other things and you know and you're just like you not everybody can live like that where they're eating healthier choices where they're they're able to say oh no hold off the gluten give me a real tasty dish with no gluten and no whatever in it and then there's some chef killing themselves literally killing themselves trying to make all this flavor happen and put all this this you know healthier food together and everything here's a little here's a little quinoa couscous and a little this and put a little this on who has that i mean i mean usually we you know how do you live like that it's not easy it's not easy not everybody has that those resources to go into the health food stores either i noticed that and actually just buy all the fresh produce they can possibly buy and all the whatever the leanest cuts of meat if you like animal protein and if you're in in, if you're in if you're vegan or plant-based all the whatever it is that you want to get avocados and all the other things and all the different fruits and vegetables. And it's, it's amazing how it's not so easy. And if we're treading or back treading or whatever it is, backpedaling through life, and we got all these jobs and responsibilities and got bills and got this and that and not much money or whatever it is that's going on. And then chronic illness hits and it's chronic illness. It's sick. You're just trying to push through the day and there's nothing really easy about it. And so what can happen is you end up eating a donut. You end up eating a donut. And maybe when life was good for some... I've had people tell me, hey, life was the best ever when I was able to eat donuts and I was doing good and I was working a zillion hours and I could just scoff down a whole crab load of donuts and be back off to work. It was no big deal. That's the good old days. You know what I mean? So maybe it's that. Maybe it's the opposite for somebody. But you end up eating, you know, like when life's difficult and everything, you can end up eating a donut. Because you may be on the run, trying to keep up the demanding schedule and and all of that. And you might, look, you might be out of time and can't find another option in the moment. Or, hey, I'll have that slice of pizza. Someone may decide easily because it's easy. Get a slice of pizza. And they're there in the moment. Hey, a bagel with cream cheese, a buttered croissant, ice cream, you know, maybe as an after-dinner treat, chicken parmesan, right? Chicken parmesan at some kind of restaurant, I don't know, a hot dog at a stand on a street or, you know, not even a stand. I mean, what about a food truck? The food trucks that are like making all these kind of abominations, gastric abominations that probably taste amazing for them, <laughs> right? You got the food trucks. It's unbelievable. And so, you, you know, what about some barbecued ribs? Because, you know, your friend is paying for it. So you end up getting some barbecued ribs and uh, buffalo chicken wings. How about that? Maybe some fr- shrimp fried rice. This is making me laugh, by the way. A piece of chocolate cake or maybe a fried egg or two or a slice of bacon, a little here and a little there. These are foods that get us by when life is harder and goes faster than we can keep up with. I mean, am I right or am I wrong? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I got it all wrong. (laughs) So whether we know it or not, we eat like this to get by. We eat like this to survive. Sometimes we eat like this for happiness, of course, too. We're up against all the world. It's impossible. We get all wound up. We get emotional. It's completely understandable. I mean, if we eat foods to comfort ourselves, I mean, yeah, like we do. And, you know, we, we want flavors to satisfy our, satisfy our cravings and even get a sense of companionship. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if we were more conscious about food, you know, we had a little less going on, maybe we would take care of ourselves. I understand. I do. And, and what if we're fortunate? What if somebody's fortunate and they have, 
they have the resources to pursue all kinds of other ways of eating. And, you know, they can look at a trendy diet, right? They can get into a trendy diet that seems incredibly healthy. They'll go less often on a croissant or pizza. They'll go less, less often on pizza. And they'll look for leaner cuts of meat and, and cut out all grains and processed foods like all the trendy diets want you to do, right? They all want you to do that. Go with leaner cuts of meat. Bring in lots of vegetables and make sure and don't eat any fruit. Don't eat any fruit and, and you know, avoid all fruit, whatever you do. That's what they do, right? And it's like, cut out all carbohydrates. Maybe we can do that, one of those trendy diets. And isn't that the answer? Isn't that the answer to do one of those trendy diets, you guys? Maybe leaner cuts of meat, cut out all the processed process foods, right? You know, clean things up. Get, stay away from the grains, the whole bit. Bring in some bone broth, right? Well, that's cool. You could go to yoga afterwards after, you know what I mean? We'll get some bone broth in, you know, you know, the whole bit. And make sure we're doing some chicken, chicken on a salad or something like that. And we're trying to follow these cool trendy diets. We'll do an egg, a hard-boiled egg in our salad. And maybe that's better than all the processed foods and having a slice of pizza and doing this and that. And maybe it is kind of better. But it is is it the answer? Not as much as you would think. Trust me on that. Not as much as you would think it's the answer when it comes to avoiding one thing. And I'm telling you right now, when it comes to avoiding one thing, and it's called fatty liver. And if you don't believe me, you'll get one later on if you don't think you're going to get one now. You know what the funny thing is? When you're young, you're just indestructible. It's just like you're indestructable. You know, when you're young, it's like, basically when you're young, it's just like, hey, Follow a trendy diet if you got a stuffy nose and you're starting to get a little bit of bloat. Maybe your digestion's not, you know, not doing that good. And I mean, just when you're younger, it's like, who cares? You can still go out hiking. You can still go, go, you know, swim in the ocean or go to the beach. You can still do whatever. And hey, I'm on this low carb, low carb, no carb trendy diet right now. Hey, I'm on a keto diet. Hey, I'm on this diet, whatever. I'm doing lean cuts of meat. And it's kind of an easy fix or whatever it is. When you're young, it's indestructible. When I'll tell you, when you feel indestructible, but when you get older, and I'm not talking about people who are young with chronic illness, that's a different story. Talk about people that are really not dealing with too much. When you get older and you get into your late 30s and that liver's picking up and that liver is getting fat in there and nobody knows about it and it could be all the trendy diets you want or ever thought were fine and good and you start getting older and all of a sudden that liver starts backing up and it starts throwing symptoms and then you're doing you're at the hormone doctor and nobody knows what's wrong and then viruses are starting to pick up and your thyroid starts to go boink because of Epstein-Barr and you're just like and you're 42 years old and you start breaking out some kind of weird funky rash and all of a sudden something else has happened and the liver's getting fatty and nobody knows about it and then it's beginning it's getting fattier and fattier with no diagnosis and just going through life then you're getting hot flashes then you're getting this then you're getting that you hear what i'm talking about no no one talks about that no one talks about that or anything like that it's amazing the, the information is so advanced what happens in like with liver rescue and all the rest of the medical medium series that I can't even talk to doctors too often because it's almost like I have to say, okay, just give me a stupid shot real quick. Give me a stupid shot. And I'm not talking about doctors that are like, you know, that are literally like, it's just trying to help people. I'm talking about all the trend, the trendy guys out there now that are just like, you know, trying to, trying to build a platform on get rid of the processed foods and do this and bring in that. And then they end up stealing from the alternative community that's already been doing it for many years and years and years. It's crazy. I just give me a stupid shot. It's like, they're like, no, no, you don't do, you don't do, uh, you're going to get diabetes. If you bring in any fruit, nope, give me another stupid shot right there. It's like, don't you, you're going to get diabetes. If you bring in too much fruit, too much sugar, not good. Sugar is bad for the liver too. Bad for the liver. 
Oh, yeah, no, don't be doing potato. It's the worst food ever. Oh, wait a minute, got lectins. Oh, it's got this. Oh, wait a minute, don't do this. Don't bring that in either. No, you should be on fats and lots of fats, and then you should have, okay, yeah, you should have greens and green juices. Yeah, when did you? When did that dawn on you, the green juice part and the greens? What part of your career did that dawn on you? Was it four years ago only? How about, how about that dawning on you 40 years ago? That's what it should be. And it's like, and what happens is, You just, you know, when you talk to the trendsetters out there that want you on high-fat, high-protein diets, and they just, of course, they want you you cleaning up your diet and everything else. You talk to them, it's almost like, oh, my God, they don't know anything about the liver, know nothing about how the body works. They don't even know, understand Epstein-Barr until the information we put out there. Really, they knew about Epstein-Barr, but they didn't know what it did. Nobody knew nothing. And the information is saving people's lives right now from the medical medium series, saving people's lives across the board. Millions of people actually on the planet right now are getting help from that. So, but when it comes down to like understanding just the basics of how the blood works and how if you fill it with fat, how bad it can really be and how you get that pre-fatty liver over time and then you age quicker. It's all cute, all fine and dandy when you're 28 years old, all cute and all fine when you're 21 years old. (laughs) It's fine. Oh, totally fine. Go get sushi. Go out and get sushi. Go do this. Have a drink. Just, oh yeah, have fun. Go, you know, slice a pizza on the weekends. Totally fine. But get back on your no-carb diet. Just all catches up. It's all cute when you're 31 years old and you're 23 years old, whether it's a guy or girl, whatever it is. But I'm telling you right now, the liver doesn't like it unless you take care of yourself and learn how to take care of yourself so you don't end up getting a chronic illness. So you can actually help yourself. And anybody who has a chronic illness, you can help your liver now and really do something about it and really turn it around. It's amazing how it works. It's amazing. They don't know in the medical field. They don't know in alternative medicine yet. They don't know in conventional medicine yet how to forewarn somebody to really help take care of themselves, how to help somebody so they don't get themselves in trouble, so they can really heal or actually not get sick when they're chronically ill to heal and when they're not chronically ill yet chronically ill yet how to heal that's amazing how the industry works it's incredible and you'll find those trendsetters all they're doing is selling crap just selling gobbles and gobbles and gobbles and gobbles of supplements they send this trendsetter just gobbles us up, build your platform, hang your hat on a stupid idea, and sell millions of dollars in supplements. And you know what? Maybe that's fine. Then maybe that's fine. Maybe that's fine. You know what I mean? Maybe it's fine. Maybe it's fine they're making $4 million a month and they're just selling you crap supplements. Maybe that's fine. And they're you know, selling you on some, some cockamamie idea and everything, and they're just all about high-fat diets and all about no carbs and stay away from fruit, and they're selling you supplements and everything else. And maybe that's fine. They're selling you collagen. They're selling you this. They're selling you anti-lectin stuff. They're selling you whatever it is. They're selling whatever it is they're selling. Maybe that's just fine and dandy. Maybe it is. But I'll tell you right now. I mean, I don't think it's that fine. I'll tell you right now. Because isn't it about getting someone better learning the truth, understanding the truth, and getting them better. Isn't it about really proactively making sure someone doesn't get sick because it's so awful when someone gets sick and they stay sick and their life goes, I mean, I've seen people lose things. I've seen people lose everything from being sick. Everything. There's a lot of homeless people out there. You don't think a whole bunch of them weren't sick. It's unbelievable how it works. 
And so the compassion has to be there and it has to be there and it has to stop any chronic illness and it has the information has to be there. Someone said, what's the point of your books? I said, what do you mean? What's the point of the books? What do you mean? The point is to make sure that you can protect your family, protect your children, make sure you have the answer so when you do get sick neurologically or anything, I don't care what it is, you can actually do something about it. Just like the celery juice that nobody knew about, no one knew about until we brought it to town. And then it gets, it gets, it gets destroyed out there. It gets destroyed out there because people are just don't, they all of a sudden, you know, like, don't do this, do this, do this, whatever. All these people like these... Just making up stuff. Meanwhile, here's where it comes from. Here's what you do with the celery juice. And it gets rid of fatty liver. Because what happens is once your liver starts getting fatty, everything else starts going down the drain slowly. You age. Your skin ages. Everything ages along the way. And you just, you've all of a sudden, your liver just says, hey, hey ho, we're done. We're done. I can't really protect you so much anymore. So all those toxins are going to just age your skin really quick. You're going to stretch it out. It's not going to bounce back. You're going to have all this acne keep on coming and going. You're going to have all this other stuff keep on going, these skin problems. It's not even just that. You're going to have all these heart stuff later on down the road. You know, the thing is with the younger crowd, they don't think they're ever going to be 60 years old. They don't think they're going to be 60 years old. They don't. I've talked to people. They They don't believe it. They don't believe it. They don't believe they're ever going to be 60. <laughs> this is the craziest thing. They don't believe they're going to be 40. You know, back many, many years ago, a few decades ago when I was doing this, because I was doing it and the information was just as advanced as it is now. In fact, it's the same information. How do you like them apples? And you know, all the books, the medical medium series, the information I was giving 30 years ago that people say is advanced, even people say, the doctors say, and scientists even say that this is where, where it's going in medicine as far as this is the most advanced information out there in, in chronic health. I knew that information 30 years ago because it all came from the same source. But I remember talking to younger people. Back 30 years ago, people did think they were going to be 60 years old someday. They did think they were going to be 55. They did think they were going to be 64. Now, the, the, the younger crowd, they don't think they're going to be 60. It's unbelievable. And, and that's not good because it makes you not want to really take care of yourself to actually look out. So that's just one aspect of it. But here's how the liver works. Let's go into this and let's start, let's start like chopping into this a little bit. I hope everybody's having a good, a good time anyway so far. Okay, so bear with me. Bear with me. There's one thing about Liver Rescue, the one thing about this book, the one thing about these radio shows that are based on Liver Rescue, if you don't have a copy, you really should get one. You really should get one. I, someone said to me the other day, you just want to sell books. Oh, yeah, I just want to sell books. Sure, that'll, that'll do me real, real good, too. It's, it'll do everybody else a lot of good, for sure. But it, it, it's not what people think. It's not all roses, and authors know that it's not all roses. It's not how it works. If you can't afford a book, whatever the download is or whatever the print print is, I don't know what the download is, 13, 14, 15 bucks of the print or whatever it is. If you can't afford one, go to the library and get one. But what happens is that that um, that when it comes down to blood and your blood, the more fat inside the blood constantly on an everyday basis, a barrage of fat that we enter into our bloodstream will create that pre-pre-fatty liver that won't be diagnosed. It will create that condition. Now, a lot of you are probably, who cares about fatty liver? 
Maybe you didn't even want to listen to this show because, hey, I don't have fatty liver. Who cares? Who even gives a crap? Who cares? I mean, I, I know that because, because when you talk to people about fatty liver, they're like, oh, that's not me. I don't have any fatty liver. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Because, you know, what happens is that the majority of the country has a fatty liver. It's in different stages. That's the whole point. And why is a fatty liver even bad? Why is a pre-fatty liver even bad? It's bad because other symptoms and conditions you have are based upon that fatty liver. I mean, literally, other symptoms easily because chronic illness, which is like viruses inside of our liver, they prosper, they proliferate, they grow, they do their thing because you can have a, because of the fatty liver and the high fat and the high fat in the bloodstream. And that, that, that's how it works. Just basic CFS, ME, CFS, chronic fatigue syndrome. That, that right there, if, you, if you're bombarding yourself with fats all these years, you end up developing Epstein-Barr-related chronic fatigue syndrome because that's what it all is. You end, up, you, you end up developing that. And then what happens? Your liver's sluggish. It's doggish. Totally sluggish. Not functioning good. And, and it's, it's, it's pre-fatty. And it's all in the way of healing from even chronic fatigue syndrome. Do you see how this works? Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is Epstein-Barr related, where the Epstein-Barr virus drills itself into the thyroid and gives people, gives, gives people hypothyroidism. That virus starts out in the liver. Liver gets sluggish, gets fatty, gets pre-fatty, gets doggish. And then what happens? It, it, the virus you know, proliferates, it grows, it moves forward, it prospers, it lives a very good life, it drills into other glands such as the thyroid and so forth. Oh, what about multiple sclerosis? I'm just giving you these basic ones. I mean, there's, there's hundreds of ones I could ramble off. What about multiple sclerosis, MS? Same thing. All starts with a virus in the liver, and the virus gets doggish. The immune system in the, in the, in the liver can't fight off the virus easy, and the liver gets sluggish, stagnant, doggish the whole bit. And what happens is the virus prosper, does its thing, creates a whole bunch of neurotoxins, gives, rings off a whole bunch of different diagnoses, including multiple sclerosis, including Lyme disease, the whole bit. Everybody that's ever had a diagnosis of Lyme has a liver condition. I kid you not, every single person who's ever had the diagnosis of Lyme, whether they had Lyme, not had Lyme, or whatever it is, has a, has a liver that's in trouble that needs help. And when the liver starts getting better and you start taking care of it, then you can get anything better, anything and everything better. How do you like that? And I'm going to say it again. When the liver gets taken care of, when it's nurtured, when it's brought back to health, even when you don't know what's the problem or something's going on inside there and the whole bit, and it's being brought back to health, when the liver is cared for and coddled and loved and treated right any kind of illness is possible healing anything. And it's important to know that. It's important to know that. It's about you healing and it's about you getting better. It's been my mission since I was young. And the only reason why I do the books is so it can spread out far and wide and get into somebody's hands. And to get in somebody's hands. Someone said to me the other day, you're so popular, you're the most, you're the most popular person in health. You started the celery juice trend, which is worldwide and global. Your books sell everywhere, all over the country, all over the world. All these things. Why don't you sell something? Why don't you sell something? You could sell something and make hundreds of millions of dollars. I go, because you know what? That has nothing to do 
that, 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 you know, sell something, anything, whatever, whether it's supplements or this or that. It has nothing to do with somebody really getting better. It's about getting the information in their hands and, and not to be derailed by, derailed by greed and other things because I want to sleep at night knowing you're getting what you need in your hands. So let's dig into it. Let's take this serious because if you take it as serious as I do as far as the love I have for everybody and making sure that you get what you need and the information and it's there for you, it's there for you. And don't be confused or tricked by someone that says, oh, I did the medical medium protocol. It didn't help me. There is no medical medium protocol. The the books are filled with classic information that's timeless, that is there for someone if they read through the books will find what they need for themselves because not everybody's the same. Everybody's different. And the books are geared that way to help every single person that has a different condition and a different problem in the way and the stage they're in. It's not just, oh, I tried that for two weeks. Tried what for two weeks? I never just put out some like some protocol protocol where you do this for two weeks and that's what you do and all, everything gets better. I've never done that, ever. Don't get confused by the, the, by, by the clones, which are the trolls that do those things or people that they're just, they just, if they haven't done anything, they maybe tried celery juice for a month and that's it, but they're eating all this other crazy stuff because they're on 10 different trendy diets or they have a whole other different practitioner thing going on that's having them try something different or whatever it is. Don't get derailed by that because you're going to be robbed of the answers. You make sure you soak yourself into study in these books. And the radio shows are to give you glimpses of what's inside these books so you can have a window into healing and getting to where you need to be. And there are millions of people globally who are doing things and healing. Thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands in the U.S. are getting rid of the worst skin conditions every day. They're walking, getting out of wheelchairs because they're doing the right things. They're finding the answers. You got to apply yourself and you can't get confused by someone who hasn't applied themselves that actually have a loud voice for some reason on social media and say, I tried that for a week and it didn't work. Meanwhile, they're doing somebody's trendy high fat diet (laughs) and they're making their liver sick. So always keep that in mind. So what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Here we go. Let's dig into it deep because it's all about what can I do for you right now? So here's the deal. Blood thickness is the deal breaker. That's the deal. Blood thickness is the deal breaker. That's the liver's deal breaker. That's the liver's deal breaker, baby. It's the blood thickness. It breaks the liver. That's what it does. Really important to know. You know what doctors are supposed to say when you go into when you go into um, <laughs> the doctor's office? You know what they're supposed to say? Let me give you a window, okay? This is the window. So somebody goes into the doctor's office, all right? And, and, and physicians need, they need a simple blood test in their possession. It would literally turn medicine around. It doesn't exist, but it would be a miracle if it did, a miracle. They need a blood fat tester. That's what they need to determine blood fat levels, you just, you know how like when you, you know, you're doing the blood sugar diabetics, they need the, you know, the, you prick the finger. Literally, you just need, you need, don't even need it to be like that. It could be literally something you stick under your armpit for a minute to determine your blood fat ratio. And this is different. This isn't your fat, your, your, your fat ratio. Like if you hop on a scale, this is blood fat. So it would measure, it would measure, okay, your blood fat levels. Just like diabetics when they they measure their blood glucose levels. 
And this is what it's supposed to be when you get a physical exam. So the doctor can instantly say, whoa, what was your last meal? So yeah, what was your last meal? Your blood fat is off the charts. What's going on here? This is at this rate, you're going to develop a fatty liver, gout, or heart disease, or kidney disease, or kidney failure for all that high fat. Even if it's healthy diets or trendy diets that are healthy, that are high fat, they're not even supposed to be even, they're just supposed to be like, whoa, what's in your blood? Listen, what did you eat last night, by the way? And the person would say, well, I ate at a restaurant last night and I ordered chicken with broccoli. I thought it was a pretty healthy dish, chicken with broccoli. Okay, well, what was yesterday's lunch? That was yesterday's dinner. What was yesterday's lunch? The doctor should say, oh, I had a turkey club on a gluten-free bread, on gluten-free bread. And I really didn't eat much of the bread. I just kind of ate the turkey club. A little bit of cheese and turkey or whatever. I thought that was good. Lots of protein, right? Lots of protein. Okay, well, what was your yesterday's breakfast, the doctor should ask. Well, let's see. I had two eggs. I had a slice of healthy bacon. It was free range or it was, you know, farm raised and it was, it was a healthy bacon. And, um, and I skipped the toast because I'm, you know, decided to be low carb have a low-carb-free morning. The doctor should lean forward and say, that's great you skipped the toast. What we really need to be concerned about, though, is how much fat is in your diet. A simple blood test I just did for you is showing high fat in your bloodstream. And if it's been high fat for a very long time, because this has been your diet, and even, even worse diet, even before you're eating kind of healthy, then we're in trouble. So recapping all the meals indicates that it's always consistently high. And you know what you're doing? The doctor should say, you're starving your liver of oxygen. You're setting the stage for cancer. You're setting the stage for illness and disease. Yes, you're setting the stage for cancer, even on a healthy, high-fat, high-trendy diet. That's right. That's right. You don't have to eat wheat, of course. Good job, doctor should say. You don't have to have wheat. Exactly. But maybe you should bring in a little bit more leafy greens, a little bit more fruit. And the person might say, well, I'm not on any fruit. I'm not, I can't eat any fruit. I'm, I'm not allowed to have fruit. I don't want to get diabetes. I don't want fruit. <laughs> and you should actually, doctors should say, you should even try some healthy carbohydrates, clean ones, and some more extra vegetables. That's how the medical world should work on planet Earth. Planet Earth is backwards. It's backwards when it comes down to the health of the human race. It always has been. Don't get me wrong. There's life-saving technology and life-saving medicine. Absolutely. You better believe it. But I'm talking about chronic illness. <laughs> Whole different thing. Whole different thing. Okay? Big difference. It's like lamb and chicken. Big difference. I'm just straight. I'm just saying it straight. So, you know, the whole thing is the doctor should have the concern that it shouldn't be about the sugar and the carbs. It should be about the fat. And it shouldn't be about fruit being eliminated. You don't want the fruit eliminated. I mean, that should be a concern. You don't want fruit eliminated. Sadly, blaming sugar as the cause of even a fatty liver is a huge mistake in the health industry right now. This mistake exists because sugar is never eaten on its own. It's always eaten with fat. Once again, causing problems. It's not the sugar that's the problem. 
See, fat and sugar are always eaten together. So then all the so-called experts are like, get rid of the sugar, and they see improvements temporarily in a lot of people. But they're still getting fatty liver, and they're going to still get sick down the road, and they're still going to get chronic illness down the road, even on the most trendiest, nice, clean diets. Because the problem was sugar and fat together, and it really hurts the liver. That's what it really is. And it's not the sugar part. It's the fat part. That's the irony. But the sugar gets the blame. Unbelievable. If this is too mind-blowing for you, listen to the show again. Listen to it again until a little voice of reason pops up somewhere and says, you know what? You're right. How, why would you fill your blood, blood with fat nonstop and starve your blood of oxygen? And, and yeah, and fatten up the liver so it becomes more dysfunctional and more dysfunctional over time. Why would you do that? When fat actually in the bloodstream starves the bloodstream of oxygen and the organs of oxygen on a daily basis every day of your life, making you age. And then with all that, getting pathogens like bacteria, strep, E. coli, that's just to name a couple. And if you're into Lyme bacteria, is whatever, then sure, the Lyme bacteria will thrive. First of all, Lyme disease is viral. Just read my book, Medical Medium, Learn the Truth. And before you throw rotten tomatoes at me, and 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 try and tor- and try to light <laughs> light light my apartment on fire. <laughs> Make sure you read the book so you know the truth about Lyme. Anything can prosper in the blood blood that's pathogen, pathogenic, viruses, bacteria, when the blood fat is high. Anything. It's not just about stupid fatty liver. And I say stupid fatty liver because, yeah, like fatty liver, you guys. Like, oh, who's got a fatty liver? Who's got a fatty liver? Isn't that for older people? They finally get diagnosed with a fatty liver? Oh, that's not me. No, no, no. It's way bigger than that. It's way bigger than that. And the fact is we do eat sugar with fat all the time. Happens all the time. So when you think about it, it's always, it's like, it's an unhealthy fat too, sometimes in many, in many different situations. No one's sitting around eating gobs of standalone sugar. They're mixing it in coffee and cream. They're having it in cakes and cookies and pastries along with fat in every last one of those. It's in barbecue sauce, which goes on pulled pork, which is fat. That's sugar and fat. It's eaten as a treat such as candy cane, a candy cane after a high-fat festival meal. Not acknowledging that sugar is always consumed with fat is a prime example of both the conventional medical and alternative health industries operating with blinders on. Basically, the alternative industry and the conventional industry is blind. They have tunnel vision that only allows sugar into view, but not fat, which is protein. And that's the problem. And when a theory is seen... From that limited perspective, it's easily becoming law. And you'll see it on all the doctor shows. You'll see it on all the whatever. You'll see it on all the channels and the networks. It's all about, oh, carbs and get rid of your sugar. Oh, drop all that. You'll see it. It's like a virus itself. And just protein, protein. No, they're not saying, but it's fat, fat. Protein's fat. And just bring it in, bring it in. I'm not saying you have to live in a box and not ever have, if you're into animal protein, not ever have some animal protein. If you're into, if you're into, if you're vegan or something in in plant-based, not having avocado, it's not about that. It's about the fact of how many years 
And especially if you're chronically ill, if you want to get better, you got to stop the fats for sure. You got to lower the fats, maybe even stop them completely, shut them down and learn how to eat without it. I give the answers in all the books how to eat fat free. I do. I do. And maybe it's about that for if you're chronically ill, because I've seen it save lives and turn around people's lives that never could heal from any kind of Lyme, never could heal from any kind of MS, never could heal from anything, serious chronic fatigue syndrome for so many years, never could heal from anything, and they got fat-free. They got fat-free doing lots of leafy greens, lots of celery juice, lots of fruit, and they brought it in, and it turned their lives around, and they got better, and they started building muscle, and they got out of, they got out of the bed That's right. That's right. No other diet could have done it and didn't do it. No other diet. But I get it. The trendy diets are the people that are living their life, feeling relatively kind of good, just got a little weight on them, and they take out the processed foods, knock out all that, get on some trendy exercise program, and they think they struck gold, eureka. No, 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 no. No. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. So so sugar with fat, you guys is the problem. And when it's healthier sugar, with healthier fat, it's less of a problem, but still a problem. And so the fats have to lower or get reduced so they're not saturating the bloodstream. You have fats once a day. If you're into, you know, some animal protein, eat animal protein once every other day and learn how to eat more sweet potatoes. Learn how to eat More, you know, bring in more leafy greens, cucumbers, red bell peppers, sweet potato. Yes, all of those things. Learn how to bring in other foods. You know, bring in, yeah, bring in, bring in, you can bring in a whole bunch of, bring in, even bring in avocado. Avocado's lower fat, believe it or not. So one thing the vegans and the the vegans have is that when they do high fat, like the avocado, it's still lower than, than animal protein fat, which, which makes it so they could eat a little bit more often unless they're really struggling with an illness, then just fat-free is important. But when you're animal protein, you bring the animal proteins down. Hey, if you're vegan, you're vegan and plant-based, you bring all those nuts and seeds down, you bring those oils down too, you bring all that down too. You have to. You have to when you get rid of You can get the liver cleaned up. And sure, you can have some fats once in a while, and you can use it under the guise of protein. People are in like denial. They think protein has no fat in it. It's unbelievable. They think protein has no fat in it. They think protein's protein. There's no fat in it. It's not true. I mean, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. I've seen a commercial where this little snack pack, it's got pieces of ham, pieces of cheese, and, and, and some almonds in the snack pack. You rip it open. And what did they say? They just called it a protein pack. Are you kidding me? It was a fat pack. It was a fat pack, an overt fat pack. I've never seen anything like it. Cheese, straight fat plus sugar inside of it, which is the lactose, which is a diabetic nightmare. And... And an illness and disease-causing nightmare because cheese feeds every virus under the sun. Every virus there is that causes all the different autoimmune diseases, every single lupus, every single whatever, every single skin condition, every single condition, you name it, connective connective tissue disease, everything it causes. And that snack pack had pieces of ham or pieces of turkey. You had an option. It had some almonds in one little container, a three containers, like a three pack, a four pack. It had some cheese, it had some cheese squares, turkey squares, <laughs> and, and some almonds. And it was called a protein pack. 
And that's how the brainwashing occurs. It's unbelievable. That was a fat pack. Keep your blood fat nice and thick. Stay off of fruits, though, because you don't want to get diabetes. Stay off of the very thing that has antioxidants that bring blood to the bloodstream. How do you like that? That actually keep, that actually help drive oxygen that you inhaled in your lungs. And when we breathe oxygen and it's filled with pollutants every single day like it is, those antioxidants in a piece of fruit help to block those pollutants so the oxygen gets clean. It's clean and it goes into the bloodstream clean. That little fat pack the person had on the TV commercial with the little squares of turkey and the little squares of cheese and the, and, and the almonds, that fat pack does nothing for that. You, 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 all that does is cause oxygen to diminish in your, in, your, in your body and stay dirty and keep the blood dirty and keep the blood dehydrated, which is the next point. If your blood fat's too high... If it's too high, you got the least amount of oxygen in there, but you got le- you got the least amount of water. It pushes water out in a bad way. It makes you dehydrated, and that gives you an illusion of losing weight. When people go on these high fat diets, they actually don't know these high protein, high fat diets, no carbs, and they're not doing any fresh fruit. With, with they're getting dehydrated. And they're like, whoa, I'm actually losing weight really quick out of nowhere. No, you're not losing fat really quick out of nowhere. You're losing water weight and you end up getting dehydrated. It's a whole other thing. The higher the fat is in the bloodstream on a daily basis, the less water in there. And the liver needs water to cleanse it. It needs oxygen to keep it alive because the bloodstream driving straight into your liver is low in oxygen naturally. It has very little oxygen in it, and it's filled with poisons, toxins, and then really good nutrients going into that bloodstream, and it's going in the liver, and the liver has to sort it all out. And when the liver has to sort it all out with a big pile of fat in the bloodstream, thick blood filled with fat going into that liver, and it has to sort out to try to get nutrients out, to find, try to find precious, precious, valuable glucose somewhere to keep it alive so the liver can keep alive. So the liver can send that glucose right up to the heart and then up to the brain because guess what? Your brain runs on sugar. It doesn't run on fat. Your brain has traces, the tiniest traces of omegas in there. And guess what? You can get those from a pack of blackberries. The brain is made out of sugar, glucose, glycogen. It shrinks on people because of years and years and years of having fat in the bloodstream. And it's a brain shrinker. It shrinks the brain. High fat, high protein, no matter what it is, whether it's a vegan diet, whether it's a paleo diet, whether it's a health, just come up with a new name. And there are some new names out there for diets. I'm not going to mention the names. Because it's like, you know, I'm not trying to attack any personal doctors and other people. I'm not, it's not about attacking people. It's the same kind of thing. It's all the same stuff. It's a trendy, high-fat, high-protein you know high protein diets. It's not like whatever. But what it is, is it's a brain shrinker diet. That's what it is. Because your brain is glycogen, stored glycogen, stored. It's sugar. It has to be. It's the only way to keep the brain cool. It's the only way to keep it cool so it doesn't burn up. It doesn't burn up. The concern about fevers is that they cook the brain. That's what, in medicine, the concern is. It's a very good concern because you don't want to cook the brain. And that's with fevers. The brain is a delicate, delicate, delicate thing. And it's filled with glucose to protect it so it doesn't cook. The glucose diminishes over time in the brain of somebody. 
and they're on a chronic high fat diet all the time for many years and the liver sluggish or doggish or whatever it is turns into pre-fatty liver, whatever it is, it doesn't, whatever. What happens is the brain suffers over time as the years and years go on and the brain atrophies. But you wouldn't know when you're just like, okay, you're eating bad anyway, then you pop onto a trendy high-fat diet with high-protein diet, and you think you're doing stuff you're good, and you are. It's a stage. It's a step, but it doesn't stop there. And you got to learn one vital, vital thing, critical thing, one vital, critical thing. you got to lower the fats. Whatever diet you subscribe to, you have to lower the fats. You know, I don't take sides because it's not about taking sides It's about delivering you the information that no one else has. And you need that information. If you don't need it and you don't think you need it, fine, fine. That's fine with me. That's all right. I respect that. Totally respect that. And you can kick dirt in my face too, man. I'm pretty tough. I totally respect that. But I would take the information, work on your healing process, move forward, Bite the bullet, work on it, do it. That's what I would do. Blood fat stops oxygen. It stops oxygen, it dehydrates you, it stops water. It stops water. It's not possible to lock down a standard oxygen percentage of blood entering the liver because it depends on what somebody's eating. Science and research will never be able to know the percentage of oxygen that's going inside the liver with the blood that heads up, heads up the highway, the hepatic portal vein right into the liver. They'll never be able to determine this because everybody's eating different and everybody's on these high-fat diets, so it's going to ratio different. This is all advanced stuff, by the way, in the Liver Rescue book. I mean, science doesn't even know that they're not even thinking to do something like that, and they should. Maybe 30 years they'll have that test. That's what I mean by it being advanced. That's the whole point. So... That's the whole deal is you've got to be careful with that. Much of the rest of the blood entering through the hepatic portal vein is carrying toxins, pathogens, viruses, pharmaceuticals, minerals, vitamins, enzymes, amino acids, antioxidants, phytochemicals from plants and foods, nutrients, fats, and more. If you're eating fruit, lots of antioxidants. But people aren't eating a lot of antioxidants. They're not. They're just not. So they're not getting a lot of good minerals and vitamins and antioxidants up into the liver. So that's a whole problem all on its own. So fat thickens the blood. And that's the thing we have to be scared about. It matters. It really does. So the central nervous system runs on sugar. I'm going to tell you right now. It runs on glucose. The central nervous system drinks glucose. The brain is the central nervous system. It drinks, new, it drinks all of the new glucose produced, delivered into the body, and old storage of, of, of glucose in the liver. The liver keeps the brain alive by releasing glucose constantly at different times when someone isn't eating right to keep your brain from atrophying. This is highly advanced information. The central, central nervous system drinks, drinks glucose. Every cell in a nerve, every nerve cell needs glucose or it dies. Very important right there. And when the blood fat is high, it loses its opportunity slowly and painfully every single day of somebody's life when they're eating all that high fat. 
That's the kind of deal we're talking about. So it's really important. As long as it's seemingly a seemingly new, trendy, everyday diet consists of higher levels of fats, which is under the guise of protein, the hidden guise of protein, as the main calorie source, it will burden the liver probably and almost possibly resulting in an undiagnosed pre-fatty liver or fatty liver condition, regardless of whether someone's exercising and doesn't have a scrap on their body, a fat doesn't have a scrap on the outside of their body, you know, of a fat, you still can have that pre-fatty and fatty liver and it'll catch up to you later on no matter what and give you a heart attack. That's the whole thing too, because it can and it will give you a stroke. I talk about this in a lot of radio shows. Lots of people, athletes, just go with strokes. Why are they getting strokes? The blood fat is so thick. That's why. And it's, it's amazing how it works. The liver. Blood vessels constricted with fat. Burdened, overburdened. So our livers can sense what we eat. I got to tell you something pretty interesting. Your stomach is stupid. Our stomachs are stupid. That's the stupidest organ in the body. Scientific research doesn't know this yet. It's the dumbest organ in the body. It has to be. If it wasn't, we'd be in trouble. If it was smart, if your stomach was smart, we'd be in trouble because we don't have a lot of resources. The, the body knows. The body knows we're created in a way because we might be eating different things that we're not supposed to eat to survive. We might be having that barbecued chicken. We might be having whatever it is. We might be having something at the wrong time. We might be having some kind of greasy, oily meal. We might be having something. We might be having a bunch of eggs that aren't good for us, but we're surviving and it's what we need to eat because we have no other options or we're living on a different part of the planet. We have no money, no resources. Or we're living here in the U.S., no money, no resources. We're just eating to survive. And we're eating all kinds of different things. The stomach has to stay stupid. It has to. And the liver stays smart. That's how it works. And there's a reason for that. There's lots of reasons for that. The stomach is just a pouch that gets its marching orders from your brain. That's the whole point. It's an important tool. It's an amazing tool. The stomach is amazing. It's an amazing organ. It's unbelievable. But it should not sense what we eat and give us too many forewarnings because if it does, it cheats us out of surviving on planet Earth. We don't have a lot of options, many of us. But the liver is so smart, it knows what you ate 10 days ago and it prepares itself in case you eat it again. How about them apples? How about them apples? Your liver's so smart, and science research has no clue to this. This is not information they have on any level. It's so smart. It knows if you eat Friday night pizza, and it gets ready to produce the bile needed to try to break down all that cheese, fat, and oil on Friday nights. Even So when you skip that pizza on Friday night and decide to eat a healthy salad, it pumps out all this bile because it's used to you actually eating pizza on that Friday night every Friday night. And you'll, you just bile will come out. It's another confusing reason why people say, well, I just can't eat all these vegetables or can't even, because their, 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 their liver was trained being smart, trying to think ahead of you to actually put out bile to help you and break down and disperse those fats to save your life and your pancreas's life. 
and to try to thin out the blood the best it's in capacity, best its capacity can, to make sure you don't stroke out someday because the liver thinks it's smart. The stomach's stupid. The liver's really, really, really smart. If you eat a cheeseburger, big old juicy, greasy cheeseburger, or a healthy cheeseburger once a year on your birthday, your liver will actually document it, record it, have it in its information base and in its cells, and not forget it, and actually prepare itself on that 365 day of the year. That's the power of the liver. But we don't treat it good. We treat it like crap. We do. And it's not our fault at all. It's not. It's not our fault. And it's not the trendy doctors that, you know, don't know what the hell to feed anybody really in the end. It's not, it's not, it's not anybody's fault. It's not their fault. It's not anybody's fault. But knowing the truth is how you can actually turn everything around. But if you avoid the truth, then it's your fault. Then it's your fault. Then it's our fault. If you avoid the truth, if you avoid the information to do something about it, then it could become your fault. And maybe it's not your fault in the end anyway because there's so much misinformation out there derailing everybody. So you know what? Yeah, I'm wrong about that. And I apologize. Terribly wrong, actually. Terribly wrong. Because it's so hard out there and the misinformation is so thick you can't even cut through it with a knife. So yeah, the bottom line is your liver, we got to take care of it. We got to avoid fatty liver. I don't even know who's going to listen to the show. I know lots of people, listen, thousands listen to the show. I get it. But I don't even know... If people are interested in fatty liver, when I was going to do this show, it's like, who's, who's interested? They probably think they're going to get a fatty liver when they're 50, 60 years old. Who's going to listen to this show? But it's one of the most important shows. That's the irony. That's the irony of health. That's the irony of what's going on in our health and what's going on in our lives. And so we got to think about all these things. So the bottom line is the pancreas needs to be protected by the liver. So we always got to think about that because the liver protects it, protects you from diabetes by trying to keep the glucose strong and denouncing the fats. So let's think about all this. You guys, I really love you and I really appreciate this. This has been, you know, I've been a little bit more punky, I guess, and a little bit more sparky, probably, you know, a little bit more of a pain in the butt when it comes down to all these things. It's just that... I'm up against a lot of the trends out there that are trying to always get in the way and keep people sick, and it just gets you. It gets you in the heart. It gets you in the gut a little bit because when you see people suffer, when they don't have to suffer because of something out there that's happening, it hurts. Anyway, drink your celery juice. Get the liver rescue. Find out what else you can do. I love you guys. I want you to take care. Bless you. God bless you. And talk to you again. Let's do the next show. Let's do the next show. I'll be there with you. All right. Bye.